am so humbled and so honored and so thankful to God to let me live this long on the earth. Uh, all the praise and all the glory goes to him. I thank him that he blessed me with three children. My oldest and only son, Billy, is here today. And I love you, Billy, with all of my heart. Thank you for what you said. And then my two beautiful daughters, Kim and Lisa. He also blessed me with, excuse me, with seven grandchildren that I love, again, with all my heart. But today, it's, it's a special day. Not just for mothers, but we're emphasizing mothers today. But this is for every person that God has brought here today. I hope that you will be blessed by what I'm going to say. I'm actually going to ask you if you would. <coughs> I have a little allergy issue here. Um, if you will all stand for a moment. <coughs> chosen um, to speak to, to you today on a praying mother. First Samuel 1.27 says, Hannah said, for this child I prayed, and the Lord has rewarded me with him. And she named this special child that she had prayed for years for. Samuel. He was a very special human being, and she was a very special human being. She asked the Lord if he would just give her a son. She told him, if you will give me a son, I will give him back to you. That he would serve you all the days of his life. And she kept her promise. After she weaned her precious baby boy, Samuel, she never went to the temple until that day. She brought him to the priest, Eli, and she said, he is yours. He is God's. Instruct him in the way God would have him to go. And she left him there to be in the temple. Think of that. That was a selfless mother, wasn't it? That was a selfless mother. Um, The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? That was a pretty profound thing to say. Think about it. Lord, will you teach us how to pray? And the reason you're standing right now is because we're going to pray, and we're going to pray the way Jesus said to pray. He told his disciples, and it's called the Lord's Prayer. He taught them to pray this. I think most everybody in here knows it. But I'm going to ask us all just to bow our heads for a moment. Close your eyes and pray with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. Yes, I've been having a little bit of allergy problems. This is the season for allergies. It seems like with me, it's always the season for allergies. But this is really the season for allergies. But God's greater than the allergies. I can tell you that right now. Um, when, when we were in Jerusalem, we were, we were privileged and blessed to go and to take a group of people, wonderful people from our church. I think there are about 35 people that went with us to the Holy Land, and that was my very first time to ever uh, experience something like this. But we did go last year, and um, this was, as I said, my very first trip. I always had a desire, always, to be able to go to the Holy Land. It just never happened that I was ever able to go. But because we formed this trip last year, I was one of those that signed up to go. And um, you, know, you remember this. God's word teaches us that he will give you the desires of your heart. If the desires of your heart are pure according to his will. He cannot give us a desire that is against his will, nor will he. Nor would we want him to. But that was one of my desires. And this being uh, my first trip to Israel, it just so happened that it was an extremely special time for me because, guess what? I happened to be in the Holy Land of Israel, thank you, Jesus, on my birthday, October 28th. And I want everyone to remember that. Don't forget. October 28th. No, and it just I say, so happened? I don't believe that. I believe that our divine Heavenly Father, who orchestrates, completely orchestrates and directs our footsteps, our paths, planned this for me all the time. That, to me, was so special to, to realize that I literally, on October 28th, had a wonderful celebration that day of my birthday, but I was most thankful to the Heavenly Father that he gave me such a gift. Thank you, Jesus, for that great gift. That was a personal thing for me. Being in the Holy Land was such an amazing, unusual, you would have to literally experience it to understand what I'm saying. But it changed me in so many ways. Can you even imagine? <clears throat> can you even imagine looking up at a mountain and knowing Jesus saw that mountain? Can you even imagine walking along and going by the Sea of Galilee, which is one of the most beautiful experiences, the color of the water? 
Do you know that Jesus walked that seashore and called his disciples one by one, two by two? Can you even imagine going to the Jordan River and knowing that that water that you were looking at right then was the water that Jesus was baptized in by John the Baptist? That's holy water. I know other people say we're going to sprinkle you with holy water. That's not holy water. Uh-uh. But where the feet, the reason that it is called the holy land is because the holy one, only holy one's feet walked on that land. Otherwise, it wouldn't be any more holy than our land is here. But Jesus walked the Sea of Galilee. He walked the Via Dolorosa. He walked up the Calvary. Climbed that hill. That's who he is. That's where we were. And I thank him. And I know that everybody who went on the trip with us says the same thing. While we were in Jerusalem, I'm going to ask uh, if you would put a photo up right now, please. On the screens. This is a very special photo because while we were in Jerusalem, our whole group went to what is called the Wailing Wall. You've all heard about that. And uh, not too terribly long back, our president was there in Jerusalem and went to to the Wailing Wall as well. But Christina, my daughter-in-law, in the middle here, and Roseanne Jones, her mother on the right, and myself... We went up there to pray and to bring our petitions to the Lord, Jesus Christ, that day as we stood at that wailing wall. And Denise Anderson, who I'm so sorry she's not able to be here today, just took this picture. We didn't know that anyone was taking a picture. But this depicts praying mothers, praying mothers. We have many ladies here today and mothers, and I want to encourage you, be a praying mother. Most important, the Spirit of the Lord was there, and we were pouring out our hearts to God. But I also left in one of the crevices, as did Christina and I believe Roseanne, we all did leave, because they gave us uh, pages that we could write prayer requests on if we chose to. Mine are there. My prayer request, the names that I put down, were 15 people. Every one of those names, that is my immediate family, that's whose names are in that particular place in Jerusalem. God has said in his word, this should encourage every one of us, There was a story that Paul was telling when he was imprisoned. And remember, God opened the doors of the prison, and all the prisoners could have left and been set free, and the jailer would have been killed. In fact, the jailer was getting ready to commit suicide and kill himself because he knew that every jail cell was open and every prisoner could, could leave and flee. But Paul spoke out to him and he said, don't do yourself harm. 
Don't harm yourself. We're all here. And Paul had someone who was really willing to listen to him. That Philippian jailer was interested in what Paul had to say. He said, I want to share something with you. And he shared the plan of salvation with that Philippian jailer. And do you know what he did? He accepted Jesus. Now, his family was not there, but he spoke for his family that he and his household would all be saved. Now, let's give God a hand for that. Hallelujah. What a promise from God. We can claim our families. Do not be discouraged. Do not doubt. Do not be fearful because they are not serving God right now. That does not mean they are not going to serve him. They are because of a praying mother, because of a praying father, because of a praying grandmother, because of a praying grandfather. We have power and privilege with God. Be encouraged today. Hallelujah. I also want to say, that in Genesis 12.3, the scripture says, God will bless those who bless Israel. Friends, I want you to know something. This has really been so very special to me, and it's been on my heart, and I've excitedly talked to my husband about it several times, and Billy and different ones. But this is one of the most historical years For Israel, as she celebrates, as should we, her 70th birthday. Yes. Hallelujah. Her 70th birthday of being a nation this year. How awesome is that? But that's not all. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday, the American embassy will be officially opened in Jerusalem. Woo! Hallelujah! Oh, glory to God. Don't think that our God's not in control. When he says, I will bless those who bless Israel. And he also says, I am an enemy of those who are Jerusalem. And we know, I know, that we are so favored and so blessed to live in the United States of America. Yes. Is it a perfect country? Absolutely not. Not till the king comes and sets up his reign. It will then be perfect. We're not perfect. We're being perfected. We are a work in progress. I am a work in progress. You are a work in progress. But I will tell you right now, there's no nation like our nation. There's no God like our God. And we stand with Israel. Hallelujah! We stand with Israel. And I want to encourage everyone in this church service today, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If there's ever a place that's been attacked, 
And we think, so this one's under attack. This is person's under attack. There's so many attacks going on. Our president has been mercilessly attacked like none ever have been before. But God has still got that man covered to be able to do what he allowed him to be in office to do. He still got him protected. Keep praying for him too. But listen, we're going to pray for the peace of Jerusalem because God will bless you when you do that. I will bless you, those who bless Israel. I want you to please, um, if you would, thank you, these hard workers up here in the sound. They've got a job today. Uh, if you would so be so kind as to put O.B. and Mary Richardson on the screen, please. That's my mommy and daddy. Woohoo! Are they cute or what? Look at that couple. I love you, mother. <laughs> I love you, dad. They're in heaven. But I believe God just might be letting them have a little tiny eye view of what's going on today. I, let me tell you what, I love my mother. I, I was a mama's girl. I'm the firstborn of four children. The smartest. The prettiest. Just ask my mom. Ha, ha, ha. No, just kidding. <laughs> the everythingest. Because I'm the firstborn, so I'm the bossiest one, too. You get me? <laughs> if they were here, they'd be saying, uh, no. I have a sister two years younger than me, Martha, who a lot of you know. I have another sister, Brenda, eight years younger than me. Some of you know. And I have a brother, 10 years younger than me, and he needs to break the record and get up here. How many of you agree with that? I want my whole family to come sometime and let everybody meet them. I'm so proud of my siblings. I love them. We are a very close family. They are my best friends on earth, other than my children, my husband, and my grandchildren are, of course, very special, too. But these are my dearest, closest friends. I can talk to my brother and my sisters with my innermost secrets. And they love me. In spite of me, they love me. <laughs> I'm a good sister. But this is my mother and my father. And I want to say something about them. They were wonderful Christian parents. They were wonderful grandparents. They never missed an event of Billy's. That was his papa and his mama. And he will tell you, as would the others if they were here, no finer grandparents or people ever walked on this earth than Mary and O.B. Richardson. I honor my parents today. The Apostle Paul said to young Timothy, Timothy was a very special young man to Paul. He was like his protege. He was like his spiritual son. And, and Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, you're a very special young man to me, but you have a gift in you. You have a special gift from God. And he said, that gift that I'm speaking of, Timothy, was in your mother, Eunice, 
grandmother, Lois. But you need to stir that gift up. You're not really using it to the extent that God wants you to. So I'm encouraging you to be able to, to, to begin to stir that gift up and use your gift. That spoke to Timothy, and Timothy did that. But I want to say something to you, because my mother had a godly mother, who was my grandmother. And I can stand here today and say, I know that I have a gift that God so kindly has given me. And I do believe that that gift that has been passed on was from my grandmother, Lula, and my mother, Mary, who came to Carolyn, that same gift. And there have been times when I haven't used my gifts but there have been times when I have, and that's when I'm the happiest. And I pray that I will stir that gift up even more that God has given me. Some people have really been encouraging me. Some precious people right here in our church. Little Dina Montero. I don't even know where little Dina is right now, but wherever you are, Dina, she's on me. She's telling me. <laughs> there you are, sweet angel. But what I want to say to you is, you have a gift. You put your name there. From the way back, on the left, every single person here, here, there, there, there. And up there in the bird's nest, we have gifts. We need to share our gifts. We cannot be little hiding behind this used to do when I was young because I was shy, very shy. I wanted my mom and dad sometimes, <laughs> all the time my mother, because my mother was my role model, and she was a young mother who had me when she was only 16 years old. She was a godly mother. She was a godly mother. She was a, not a promiscuous person. A wonderful role model. But every one of us have been given gifts. And there are no exceptions to that. So don't think, well, I'm over here. You're not paying attention. Yes, I am. I'm looking at every single one of you. And there's not even an exception to this. Colin, you share, you, 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 yeah, I see your sweet hand, honey. You share your gift of love so much. Colin's in a wheelchair. He's a paraplegic, but he's in a wheelchair. But you know what? He has gifts. And do you know that that young man likes to give out bulletins? He likes to come sometimes to the church and help Miss Amanda, who needs all the help she can get. Got a few more Collins around here. I mean, this is, these are people, there is nothing. Not one of us here that can't do something for somebody else and use the gift that God's given you. I'm looking at these beautiful young people. What a blessing y'all were today, by the way. Thank you. Stir up those gifts. Keep them coming. Yes, yes. 
children by my parents. But we were also taught discipline. We were disciplined. We weren't children that sassed our parents. We weren't children, sorry to say this, that spit in the eye of their parents who they should honor lest they don't have a very long life. Because if I remember in the Ten Commandments, one of them, in fact the only one with a promise is, obey your parents, honor and obey your parents and the Lord. And if you expect to have a long life, he said that your days may be long on the land that the God gives you. That's important. It really is important. So children need to be taught respect. Don't let your children disrespect you. My, I have three of them, and believe you me, they weren't little patsy children that said, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. No. Strong will. Uh-huh. Just like their dad. <laughs> Just like their father. But you know what? They had a firstborn for a mom who wasn't exactly a pushover. That's right. And that's good. It's okay. It's okay to discipline your children. But what I wanted to say was one thing was this. My father one day, Mr. Air Force here, he was a career 22-year, wanted to go for 30 but didn't only because of his parents getting ill and elderly. But my father was a 22-year career Air Force man. Yes! Hear that, Dad? I honor our military. They are my greatest heroes, others as well. But they are significant. But my father was a chief master sergeant Category E-9, as high as you could go. And if you don't think that's something special, ask Dominic Rodriguez. Because you know what? He was a master sergeant, too, and he told me, hey, your dad was something else. Your dad was something to be admired and respected. And I, he said he hoped I did. Well, you would respect and admire my dad. He loved his family. He loved my mother. He loved our, us four children. He loved God. But there was one thing he didn't love. There was one thing he would not allow. Guess what it was? Uh, <laughs> well, he wouldn't exactly. He would not let the three girls, he, who he called his Charlie's angels. That's what he called Martha, Brenda, and Carolyn. They're my angels. But guess what? Charlie's angels were in there one day talking to their mother in a tone with a little attitude saying, Mother, this is ridiculous. We should be able to do this. We should be able to do whatever. Dad happened to come in, heard us, came wide in that room, and he said, hold on right now. You look at me. When he talked like that, we'd stop and listen real good. He said, you do not, young people listen to me, you do not talk to your mother like that. Ever. That is being disrespectful. And you are not going to be disrespectful to her or to me. She is not only your mother, but 
but she is my wife. <laughs> Can the men clap? Give a good, good little hand clap here. I loved my parents. And I have to say one quick little caveat, a little deviation here. Rob Knudsen, who is the most amazing, amazing minister of music. Where for God? Woo! <laughs> I would be clapping right now if I could, too. But his parents, thank God, who did live in St. Petersburg, Florida, which was really where I was raised. I was raised all over the country. I was everywhere. But I, that's where we finally settled into St. Petersburg, and my father was at Macdill Air Force Base. So St. Petersburg is our home, and a lot of our family lives there today. But Rob Knudsen and Rhonda, who are precious, but their, his parents attended the same church in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's called Suncoast Cathedral. It's a huge church, and at one time was packed out always. But they knew Mary and O.B. Richardson. And I just welcome them, and I just have a special bond and love for, for you guys. And thank you so much for the kind things you shared with me a little about knowing my parents, who are now in heaven, but they knew them. <clears throat> I also wanted us to, if we could, um, put one more photograph up there. It's the Register Clan. Don't know what this is. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> the reason this particular photograph is so very special to me is because every name of every human that you see up there are the ones that are on that special paper that I told you that I put in the crevice at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. More importantly, every single person up here, I pray for every single day by name. I want to encourage you, if you don't do that for your family, to please begin doing it. My mother said, as a young mother, she was in her church service and they had an evangelist who came to speak. And the evangelist said, I want to know how many of you mothers here pray for your children by name every day, call their name out to God. He said, I couldn't even raise my hand up. I wasn't doing that necessarily every day, every name. He said, I want to encourage you to do this because think about it this way. And that's what I want to leave with you today. Think about it this way. If you don't, who will? If you don't, who will? I pray by name for every single one of them every day. I cover, first of all, Bill, my husband, myself, Billy, Christina, Joshua, Jessica, and Jackson. I pray for Kim and Vic and Trent. 
And I pray for Lisa, Richie, Avery, Alexa, and Aiden. That is my 15, Jerusalem. You start first in Jerusalem, precious ones. Don't leave yours out. And then you go to Judea. And then you go to Samaria. And then you go to the uttermost parts of the earth. But don't forget Jerusalem. We must win our families for Jesus. And I believe and attest and declare my whole family is going to be in heaven. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Not only that, you clap your hands for your family. For your family. Your family. Your family. Don't let one of them. The enemy has no right. We are children of the King of the Most High God. And we sang today, every mountain has to come down. Every chain has to be broken. We sang the songs that are true. Call your family's name in prayer. Hallelujah. And then the Bible does teach us that we are to teach our children, grandchildren, etc., diligently to love the Lord. Talk with them like Billy said I did. When you sit in your house, talk to them like I did my grandchildren just the other day. Talk to them about it. When you walk with them, when you lie down with them, when you rise, this is what God's word said we're to do. He says, in other words, are you getting where I'm coming from? Constantly. Constantly, never stop, never think I've said it enough, never think they know it. No, they can't know it too much. And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they hear without you teaching them? How will they hear without you reinforcing it? Because they're going to hear the opposite in school and everywhere else. Don't let God down on this. Don't let him down on this. Hallelujah. Tell them that he loves them. Tell them that they are precious, that they are beautiful, that they are wonderful, that you love them. That's important. That's important. I want to say something else. He chose you before you were formed in the womb of your mother. Now that's kind of hard to understand. He said he created you and formed your innermost parts. He already designed you perfectly the way he wants you now. That's not the way you're going to be there. That's the way you're going to be here. He did that. That's not all he did. He gave, He named you. Not the name that your mother and father gave you. Not that name. He has another name. I have a name that I've never heard before. You have a name that you've never heard because it's never been called on earth. But you have a father who is in heaven. 
that we just prayed to a little while ago, who has a name that he has put, and that is your assigned name. Is that special or what? I tell you what, yesterday I said to my husband, I said, honey, what do you think about that? Is that special? He said, almost choked him up. He said, that's very special. Let's give God praise for that name that we don't even know. We don't even know what it is. That's how special we are to him. One more picture. Number nine. I mean, excuse me. That's not the number for the picture. Uh, this is the one that's entitled First Mother's Day. It's already updated. Well, who in the world is that? Who could that be? The First Mother's Day must be Billy. <laughs> Little Billy. <laughs> my, my dad loved this grandson. Well, this was the first grandson. And I love that little boy, too. That was my first Mother's Day. We pastored a church in Tarpon Springs. Guess what, guys? We had one person (laughs) and my parents, and I think I came to church once in a while then, and God grew that church, but in Tarpon Springs, he was born in Clearwater, but that's where that picture was, and that was put in the newspaper, because the newspapers... The newspaper in Tarpon Springs heard about this brand new pastor, First Assembly of Tarpon Springs, and they wanted to come out and do an article on our family. That's what they did. And that's the picture that they chose to put in there. So I just wanted everybody to see little Billy, who grew up to be 6'3 Billy. <laughs> he isn't little anymore. But, um, but it's been said, you guys, that a Man works from sun to sun. I'm just about finished. I'm going to quit here. But a a woman's work is never done. Can I tell something that y'all won't repeat on me? It'll be our secret. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. A man works from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. And the truth about this is, you can imagine... Uh, everybody here have a little sympathy and a little, little bit of uh, a lot of a, a lot of respect for your, for the mothers in here. All the mothers in here. All the women in here are special. Not have to be a mother to be special, but the mothers, right now, I'm targeting. Because I was a young mother once upon a time, just a few years ago, and I had three little children. And Billy was six and a half. And Kim was 20 months. And Lisa was just a few weeks old. Two or three weeks old. And I was a Sunday school class teacher of the teenagers. I sang in the choir. Don't recruit me. No. I sang in the choir. I was the pastor's wife. All those things. But one Sunday morning, we happened to live right beside our church, by the way. Parsonage, the church. So, remember I said I taught Sunday school? That's early out the door. So I was getting everybody ready. My first Sunday back at church with Lisa. 
getting them all ready. And you know, it's not exactly easy to keep, especially a six-and-a-half-year-old rambunctious one that is a go-go energizer bunny ready to go. I want to go. No, you can't go, Billy. You have to wait for Mommy. Can I go now? Are you ready? No, Billy, you can't go. You have to wait for Mommy. And so I was trying to get it all together, and I had a particular skirt that I was wearing, and it was a one that is a wrinkly one. It wrinkles. And I didn't want the kids trying to get them finished to mess up my skirt, so I was completely dressed. One exception. <laughs> in those days, back in the day, people used to wear what they called half slips. Remember them? Well, everybody's remember them. Yep, yep, half slips. Everybody, everybody wore them. Okay. I had a black half slip on. I was dressed with everything else, finishing my hair, whatever. Walking back in the yes, you're there. Okay, this is okay. All right, we're ready to go. All right, come on, everybody come. Everybody come together. I'll come with mommy. Okay, we walk out the door. Wait a minute, <laughs> Sharon. You're right, girlfriend. I walk out the door and I, I had locked it because it locked when I closed it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Jericho dance was getting ready to start. I'm going to tell you what, I, I'm a, I, when I looked down, the black skirt, it was the black half slip. Oh, I have three children. Sunday school is calling. Oh, Jesus, help me. I live next door to the church, mortified. The, we didn't have a garage. We had a carport. Do you know what a carport is? People see you in your carports. And they were looking at me because I was in my car with my kids and it was hot. And the windows are up. And people are walking by going to church going, <laughs> I'm going, oh my Lord, don't look at them. Don't anybody look at them, kids. Kicked up. Couldn't get them down. I said, Billy. You look at your mom. What, what, what? Because he was wanting to go see his friends. I said, Billy, you look in my face. I mean, you go to your daddy and you tell him he has to give you the keys to the house. Now. Okay, okay, I will. I said, no, you won't. No, no. You look at me. Get closer to my face. Now, Billy, you do not want pops. Do you want pops? No, don't want pops. Pops meant <laughs> pops. <laughs> I said, Billy, you have got to really listen to your mother. You must not play with your friends. You cannot talk to anybody. You have to run fast. You have to run straight to the office, and you have to get this from Daddy, and you have to bring it right back to Mommy. Are you going to do that? Are you, Billy? Yes. He said, yes, I will. I said, I don't want you to have that pops. Now, remember, straight to Daddy and straight back to Mommy and no talking and no friends. He did it. Thank you. He's a good boy. terrified not to after that. I mean, my goodness. He knew that that wet noodle was getting ready to come out. No way. So, we have had a few experiences in our family. 
embarrassing ones, yes, in the life of a mother. There's all kinds of situations that happen, right? Yes. You pick your baby up to show him off to your friend, and you go, isn't she cute? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yes, all kinds of little things happen. But I will tell you one thing. We enjoyed our children. We enjoyed our children the Lord. And last thing, I want to say something. You know, everyone here today, everyone here today did not have the upbringing that I had. I know that. Some of you have had tragedy in your life. Some of you don't have your mothers. Your mothers are in heaven. Some of you had no mother or father that loved you. I've always thought, Lord, let them have at least one, but I think God will find a way to take care of that. But I know from experience and from here, not from experience personally, of course, but hearing from other people's experiences, that can happen. You cannot have a mother and you cannot have a father that has any love that you feel from them. And I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask Rob if he'll kind of come up here. Just, just go ahead. If you have something else you need to do real quick, that's fine. Um, they don't have what I had. But let me tell you something. Can I encourage you? For any of you who did not have a Christian mother or father, or maybe even a mother or father, uh, Christian or not, that, that cared anything about you, God says that he has made a provision for you. He has made a provision for you. And this is his provision in Psalm 2710. Listen carefully. Listen to this and write this down. Psalm 2710 says, Even though my mother and my father have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. That's you. That's you or whoever you might know that that would apply to. Would you remember that scripture so that you could share that on this precious Mother's Day? Again, Psalms 2710 says, Even though my father and mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. Will everyone please stand? My mother prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. My father prayed for me. And there's the song. Is Bob here? Yes. Bob and Amanda. Would it be possible to have you come over? Uh, however we were planning to do this, to sing that song. Uh, but I want you to stay up here with me, uh, Rob, please, and with a group right afterwards, too. But I'm going to ask today... If there is anyone here today who wants to be a better mother, who wants to, maybe you were hurt as a child, if there's any...
person here, male, female, it doesn't matter, that you want to give your heart to Jesus, you just want to draw closer to him, you want to be a better parent, you want to just be what God intends for you to be, would y'all just begin to come up here to this altar, because I want you to stand around this altar right now, as many people as will come, I want everyone that will to come, come. If you have any...